If eyes are the window to the soul, then screens are the mirrors upon which the soul is reflected. Welcome to Screen to Soul, Soul to Screen, a podcast about movies that shape us, influence us, and in some cases influence real life. I'm your host, Diego Valdovinos. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode two of the Screen to Soul, Soul to Screen podcast. Podcast. Uh, where we talk about the movies that inspire us, influence us, and in some cases, as is the case with this movie, influence the real world. And I'll get to that in a second. So the movie I'm talking about today is The Truman Show, starring Jim Carrey. And it's about a man whose entire life is televised to the world 24-7. And the only person who doesn't know that is him. It isn't until the 30th anniversary where he starts to want to break free from this reality, so-called reality that he's in. So the way this is going to work is, uh, first I'll give a brief review, brief thoughts on the movie itself, and then I want to talk about its other aspects, its philosophical, religious aspects, ideas, uh, and then I want to talk about its real-world influence, because it does have some pretty interesting something pretty interesting named after it so let's talk about it so i thought this movie was good i thought first of all jim carrey's performance was really good uh i'd seen i've seen a lot of his comedic roles most most of the roles i've seen him in are comedic this is the first sort of serious role i've seen him in and i thought he did a good job uh he really showed his skill, a bit of his range, with uh, that movie. And I know he did another one called Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Kate Winslet. Uh, that's another serious role. I haven't seen it, so I'll have to check it out. But uh, I thought he did a good job. I thought everybody did a good job. Ed Harris was really good. I, he... You know, usually plays villain roles, and he does them really well. I think he's a good actor as well. Um, <clears throat> I thought the story was great. It was uh, well-written. It was quite philosophical. Um, I really enjoyed this. I've, I've started getting a little, a little into philosophy lately, so that movie just kind of appealed to me, and in that way that's one reason i enjoyed it but i thought the story was well written it had some great themes it the pacing was good the characters were good especially german he was obviously the most compelling character because the movie and the show is about him uh, so that's my review i suppose i'll give this movie jeez i feel bad giving it anything other than a 10, I mean, it's not like a super, super 
movie, but it's really good, and I, I, I'd probably give it that rating of 9 out of 10, uh, just because it's not perfect, but it's really good, especially given all its philosophical, religious elements. I've said philosophical like 20 times in the four minutes. It's crazy. <clears throat> but I want to talk about that. Um, this movie deals uh, a lot with... doesn't deal a lot with it. it uh, it's got a lot of parallels to religion. In, especially uh, at the end when the creator of the show sort of speaks to Truman, right? He's sort of like almost talking to him down from heaven and telling him that the, about the world he's created for him. You know, the world out there, it's same lies, same deception. Uh, but, you know, in here, you'll, you'll never be afraid, something along those lines, right? There's a lot of uh, allusions to religion or a lot of uh, parallels with it, right? This the creator playing God, right, has sort of a God complex. Uh, <clears throat> you know, he says he created this world, he created everything, and everything that Truman knows, everything that Truman sees, you know, he created it, and in a way he's kind of saying he created Truman, because he, you know, pretty much planned every moment of Truman's life, so there's a great uh, religious uh, element of that. Sorry, okay, just trying to gather my thoughts. So, um, yeah, I, I really like that those uh, religious parallels the movie makes, and uh, I, I think the, the ending of the movie was really great because, you know, he's, he's trying, the creator is trying to sort of manipulate him into staying in this world he's created. Uh, into you know living a lie, but you know he already knows that the world and everything is a lie. So if he stayed, he sort of willingly stay living the lie um, and never seeing the world, never creating a life, a world, for, not a world. He Truman would just stay living this lie and never creating a life for himself. And I think that was really the message of this movie is. Once Truman leaves, we don't know what happens to him, and that's kind of the point. We're not supposed to know. We can only imagine he's going out into the unknown, into the scary world. He's going to experience different things, uh, things he's obviously never experienced in in this world that he's been living in for the past 30 years. <clears throat> and it's going to be scary, uh, and, you know, we best we can do is just sort of imagine it but the point there is that he goes out into the unknown and it's really up to him to live his own life create a life for himself uh, which you know we can imagine all the difficulties he's going to go through given that he's the most well-known face in the world he has been for 30 years so I thought the ending was brilliant and I thought that was uh I see that that ending is sort of a kind of reminds me of existentialism a little bit. So the way I understand existentialism is 
Um, basically, there's no objective inherent meaning in life. You kind of have to create it, and you can imbue the things you do with meaning. So, I think essentially, you know, create your own life, create your own meaning. I think that's what he was going to do. Um, I could be wrong, but that's just the way I see it. That sort of uh, philosophical element of existentialism there. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I uh, searched through the internet for different ideas, you know, different interpretations of the movie, and a lot, and a lot of people talk about, you know, reality TV and, you know, the, uh, the fakeness of it all. Uh, a lot of people talk about surveillance, too, which is pretty scary, pretty concerning. You know, but they, they talk about uh, reality TV and, you know, how it's all fabricated, it's all fake, it's played out as if it was real, and, you know, once the season of a reality show ends, Everyone in it so has to go back into the real world, and things are different. They might be berated, they might be treated differently because they were part of that. Um, so you know that's that might happen to Truman. You know he was in this reality show where he was the really only real person. So uh, you know who knows if he's going to be treated like those people. I highly doubt it. I think that. Uh, the ending showed people really cared more about Truman than about the show. So, you know, maybe he might be beloved by some people or maybe hated by others. Who knows? We don't. Like I said, we're not supposed to. That's the point of the movie. You know, throughout the movie, we know everything about him. And at the end, we don't know. We don't have to. It's the perfect ending to a great movie. Uh, <clears throat> And I, I saw a lot of people talk about how him, he's being a true man, the only true man, the only real person in this world. Because everyone in this fictional world, which is a giant set, and everybody Truman knows is an actor. You know, they're all actors, so they're not real people. Everyone, everything is scripted. Everybody's reactions, everybody's interactions with them are fake. But, uh... He isn't. So I saw some people give those interpretations of him being the true man, the only real person here. And maybe that's why people gravitate so much toward him and relate so much to him within this uh, world, within this universe. I know I didn't really go too deeply into the themes. Uh, I could have, I should have, maybe... I'll do it at a later time, uh, but this episode just kind of had to do it quick because I've been pretty busy with schoolwork and everything, so forgive me if it's not as good as I wanted it to be, and as whoever's listening might expect it to be. <clears throat> but so let's say I talked about the religious aspect of it, right, uh, I noticed because I'm a Christian, I'm an Episcopalian, I notice a lot of similarities to Christianity, right? This man playing God, uh, creating everything, uh, every aspect of Truman's life, knowing everything that's going to happen, right? Sort of uh, 
mimicking or imitating, really imitating God's plan for us. If, you know, if you believe, if you're Christian, religious, and you believe that sort of thing, uh, it might appeal to you or it might disgust you that this man is trying to play God. <clears throat> but I found it to be a really uh, interesting element. And like I said, especially at the ending where... I guess you could say he denies his maker. Would Truman deny his maker or his, the creator of the show? Uh, I guess you could see it as that him sort of denying his creator and going elsewhere, you know, living his own life, his own way. Uh, that is a good point of discussion. So I spoke about the religious aspect, the existentialism, ex, existentialism aspect of it. Right, uh, which I've also found appealing because I I'm sort of on the fence between like religion, like being an Episcopalian, and existentialism, which are sort of two uh, contrasting or two ideas that headbutt. Right, because if you're religious, you know you believe in God and God's plan for you, and you know everything is you know God already has a plan for you for your future. Um, on the other hand, you know, existentialism is there is no plan, there is nothing, there is no meaning. You have to go and create it. Um, those are two differing ideas, and those some ideas that I kind of struggle with myself. Um, you know, being religious and having being existentialist to some degree. Uh, so I found, I guess that's why I found the movie a little more appealing uh, because of those uh, contrasting elements. And like I said, all that is just brought to fruition, not fruition, not all that is just showcased in the ending, in the climax of the movie, when Truman goes off into, not the sunset really, into the darkness. Uh, gosh, there's so many layers to this movie. I, I should talk about all of them, but I can't today. I don't have the time today. I'm sorry. Anyway. <clears throat> Let's talk about how it influenced the real world. So here, there is something. I'm looking at a Wikipedia right now. And there's something called the Truman Show Delusion. Uh, and okay, so here I'm going to read this. This is from uh, Wikipedia. Not the best, probably not the best to get sources from, but interesting nonetheless. So it says, Joel Gold, a psychiatrist at the Bellevue Hospital Center, revealed that by 2008, he had met five patients with schizophrenia and had heard of another 12 who believed their lives were reality television shows. Gold named the symptom the Truman Show delusion after the film and attributed the delusion to a world that had become hungry for publicity. Gold stated that some patients were rendered happy by their disease while others were tormented. Uh, one traveled to New York City to check whether the World Trade Center had actually fallen. Believing the 9-11 attacks to be an elaborate plot twist in his personal storyline. Another came to climb the Statue of Liberty, believing that he would be reunited with his high school girlfriend at the top and finally be released from the show. So in August 2008, the British Journal of Psychiatry reported similar cases in the United Kingdom. The delusion has informally been referred to as the Truman Syndrome, according to an Associated Press story from 2008. 
Uh, so that's from the Truman Show, the movie Wikipedia. Here's the delusion uh, Wikipedia. Uh, mm-hmm. So the Truman Show delusion, also known as the Truman Syndrome, is a type of delusion in which the person believes that their lives are staged reality shows so that they are being watched on cameras. Uh, it was coined in 2008 by Joel Gold and Ian Gold, a psychiatrist and a neurophilosopher, respectively, after the 1998 film the Truman Show so yeah I found this to be interesting there's actually a delusion now it says here it's also not officially recognized nor listed in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of the American Psychiatric Association so I guess it's not uh, not an official name it's an unofficial name but that was pretty interesting nonetheless so there are people who believe that their lives are you know, staged that, uh, you know, have those delusions. I thought that's pretty interesting. So it says there are reported cases. So I already mentioned about the one who traveled to New York City to 9-11. It says another patient worked as an intern on a reality TV program and believed that he was being secretly tracked by cameras even at the polls on election day in 2004 so that's pretty wild that um you know now it doesn't say that that the patients watched the truman show um maybe they did maybe they didn't maybe they really did believe that their lives were reality tv shows and, you know, the article says that they were schizophrenics and, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend to know anything about schizophrenia. If anyone has schizophrenia, I would like to know more about the illness. I, of course, could also look it up, but uh, I found it to be interesting, you know, that these uh, people believed that their lives were all being staged or all being reality TV shows or just living in uh, paranoia um, and that's uh, I, I I just I don't know I just can't imagine that and like I said maybe you know that I'm not schizophrenic and you know um, I would love to be educated on subjects so as not to you know make myself look like an idiot because I already am an idiot so, you know, it wouldn't be good to make myself look more like it. But I, I've just found this to be interesting, an interesting way that that the movie influenced the real world, uh, albeit a little bit indirectly, a little bit accidentally, I guess. Because, like I said, there's no mention of any of the patients having watched the movie. They just had the delusions that, you know, that their lives were being... Uh, filmed that they were reality TV shows, you know, just like in the movie. You know, and that's why the coin was termed. Uh, so I don't know. I just found that to be pretty interesting. Uh, and I wonder if there are any other cases or anything else. I don't see any, you know, recent recent cases. As- Last one was like in 2008. Uh, 
also doesn't say what happened to those people, but you know, I hope they're better now. I hope that they know that their lives aren't being filmed, that they're not on reality TV, that everything is okay. Whoever those people are, you know, I hope they're doing okay now. Um, but imagine that that people had delusions that were so similar to the movie that, you know, that uh, the movie sort of inspired an unofficial disease. I've already said this like a million times, but I just thought it was not funny. Interesting. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. Um, I know it's, it wasn't such a great episode today. I'm sorry. I, like I said, I was super busy with other stuff. I'm a little tired right now, but I just wanted to get the recording out and I promise in the future, maybe not on a podcast, but maybe in YouTube because I maybe will start a YouTube channel. Who knows? No one knows. And that's the point. Huh? I just, I just, you know, kind of use the Truman Show's theme to confuse you about my own plans for the future. See, anyway. So to recap, uh, The Truman Show, a movie about a man whose entire life is being televised 24-7 to the world without his knowledge. Uh, now, actually that's not true, but not without his knowledge. Yes, without his knowledge, but, you know, he starts to suspect things as, you know, the years go on. And, you know, it isn't until the 30th anniversary of the show where he breaks free and leaves. Uh, so I thought the movie was good. I'd give it a 9 out of 10 for its story, its themes, especially its themes, and uh, the performances, especially by Jim Carrey. I enjoyed the religious and philosophical aspects of it, particularly the uh, particularly the sort of clash between ideologies of not ideologies between religion, uh, particularly Christianity, because I saw those parallels because I'm an Episcopalian, which is like a branch of Catholicism, which in which of itself is a branch of Christianity. The you know the clash between religion and existentialism, which uh, doesn't necessarily mean atheism. Uh, it just, you know, it sort of clashes with religion in that there's no plan, there's no inherent plan, no inherent meaning, you have to create it your own. And if, you know, if joining religion is your way of creating meaning, then by all means, go ahead. So it's kind of a clash of ideas, but at the same time, it isn't. <clears throat> uh, and like I said, all this is sort of brought to to the forefront in the ending uh, with that where the creator gives the speech and you know then Truman goes off into the darkness into the unknown I thought it was just a beautiful poetic ending to a great movie and uh, lastly it's real life influence in that there is a an not officially recognized disease named after it uh, <clears throat> 
I think this is a great example of a movie influencing the real world. And the first of several instances I have some other episodes planned where I talk a little more about other movies that influence the real world in different ways. Most of them not too significant, but some of them insignificant ways. Uh, and yeah, so that is pretty much all I have to say for this one. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining. Be sure to subscribe for new episodes every other Friday. Next episode is my review of Spider-Man Away Home. If I can get tickets to the damn thing, because they're all sold out, most of them are. But I have that plan. I will watch it before next, before Friday the 24th. Which is Christmas Eve. Wow. Right? Yes. So I will have podcast episode up on the 24th on Christmas Eve. With my review of Spider-Man No Way Home. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Screen to Soul, Soul to Screen. Make sure to click the link to Buzzsprout and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a show. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with your friends. Tune in every other Friday for a new episode. And remember, if eyes are the window to the soul, screens are the mirrors upon which the soul is reflected.